welcome to the third third episode um, of 13 Minutes with Maddie. Um, I am Maddie. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm here today with Luke. He's going to tell us a little bit about his story. Hello. Uh, Hi, Maddie. So, yeah, so I'm Luke. And, yeah, it's been a long time, actually, I think, uh, since it all started back in 2009. And yeah, that was when I was 17. I was in my first year of A-levels and it all came about because of a series of injuries I was getting physically. And I started getting pain in my shoulder, first of all, Mm -hmm. um, which meant that I couldn't raise my arm. Um, So little things like that kind of triggered a series of visits to the GP, uh, to doctors. And I started getting pain in my back and my mum and I were both saying that something's not right here. So it was a trip to the GP and then the x-ray that came from it suggests I need to go to a straight away and yeah so then the further scans showed that that there was a kind of a shadow over my um, lower spine mm-hmm. um, and it basically showed that one of my vertebrae had started to disintegrate um, and the cause of at that time was unknown uh, although they they were sure they was a cancer but they didn't know which type so then this was December where I was in hospital for a couple of weeks. Didn't didn't you while you were having like that pain and stuff and your vertebrae was disintegrated, didn't you do your driving test? Oh yeah. So on the so the pain and everything started in the summer of two thousand nine and then because it took a while for doctors, GPs to kind of know what was going on and <laughs> me not really knowing what was going on and also being at sixth form as well. So trying to kind of continue a normal teenage life. I was, yeah, I was also trying to um, pass my driving test. Um, and actually on the on the day, I was in quite a lot of pain, had to take quite a lot of painkillers. Um, just so, so the whole shoulder thing, that was my kind of, um, the arm that would control the gear stick. So um, I didn't um, have much range or mobility. So yeah, and remarkably passed first time, which I don't know how I managed to, but yeah, I still consider that quite a, good achievement of mine yeah um so yeah so it was it was weird because I was trying to um trying to be a a teenager but also not really knowing what's going on and that must have been like we quite worried about it or was it just sort of something you were getting on with I think it was something that I was I was getting on with and kind of keeping an eye on um I mean obviously it's not normal to not be able to kind of have any range or movement in your Mm. arm to then some of the doctors thought it might be something like tendonitis so gave me a course of a steroid injection thinking you know that'll go away uh-huh. or give it some time and um, but it didn't I guess that's the, the problem and it wasn't it was knowing well the not knowing of how long to leave it until representing back at the GP or you know chasing out that kind of thing and so did- I wasn't like really worried like during the the moment but I think yeah. it was when when I went to hospital that was when it was quite scary I guess because um, it was a lot more serious Mm-hmm. And you were, did you say you admit you were admitted then? Yeah, yeah. So they they needed to admit me because a they didn't really know what was causing it, like what the type of cancer was, and also they couldn't let me go because they needed to fix my spine. So that was the focus was to get the, the kind of spine fixed because I was at risk of basically being paralysed because if anything kind of moved in the wrong position or if I put too much pressure on my spine, that could have been it. It could have collapsed basically. So. 
they had to um, organize a surgery which would um, require like fixation of the spine so two metal rods either side of my spine are now in place mm-hmm. um, but what they then later discovered the reason I had the pain in the shoulder was because the type of cancer it was had spread to there um, and then also in a small area in my sternum as well so um, they thought initially it was a bone cancer. They then later found out it was a, a blood cancer, so it's a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm-hmm. um, which in the scheme of things, I think um, the bones, bone cancer could have, yeah, it could, I think was, the advice they gave me, could it could have resulted in it, things being a lot worse. So in the weird grand scheme of things, it kind of I came off better. Yeah. If, if that makes sense, because yeah. it, no, yeah, it's treatable and they and they can um, you know, prescribe the chemotherapy and, and have the, the follow-ups, things like that. So um, there wasn't a risk of there being a bone cancer affecting any other bones in my body, basically. So Can I ask, because uh, I remember, because I was in a relationship at the time when I was diagnosed, um, and I remember the phone call to my boyfriend telling him that I got this diagnosis. Like, how did that conversation go with you? Really difficult. Was it, we'd only started uh, going out since April May of that year so it was still early days in that relationship and I think it excelled quite quickly in in relation to what was going on because there's a lot of serious conversations a lot of seriousness going on Ella and her family were visiting quite a lot so they were always come to hospital so when when myself and my family got the news yeah it was it was in hospital in a in a bay basically yeah a lot of shock and a lot of disbelief of this is what's going on and quite scary as well not knowing what what's going to happen but I think it it helped grow our relationship and take it to the next level I think things got stronger then uh, despite still being 17 um, yeah. well Ella 18 but me still 17 so still very young and still in the early stages of the relationship so um, yeah it was really tough it was really tough yeah yeah so I mean what 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 happened from there how did that kind of impact your life and a levels obviously i was bound to get a lot of time off afterwards so we, when i was discharged from hospital on christmas eve um i obviously needed to rest with my my spine just you know having surgery that kind of thing. there wasn't really much talk of they wanted to put pause on kind of the cancer pathway just until i have rested and um healed but at the same time wanted to start treatment as, as soon as possible to try and attack the cancer so then that that kind of went into January and then um, the way it worked was and the, the sixth form college were fantastic um, at the time um, and they said you know I'd take as much time as I needed so I would always have a couple of weeks off one week I'd go into treatment then a week of recovering at home and then I'd go into college for a couple of weeks and that would be the cycle that that's how it would work um, and the teachers and the staff were really understanding and supported me in still carrying out my A-levels, which is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I could try and live a kind of semi-normal teenage life. Um, Ella and I were at different six-form colleges, so we were able to meet up and carry things on as normal as possible. Um, but the, I mean, the treatment obviously affected me massively in terms of how I felt physically, because you feel really sick and really run down and really tired. Um, so it was hard to focus and stay positive and motivated. And yeah, and then things like when when I started to lose my hair, that was really difficult to manage that emotionally and to try and, I guess in my head, to try and hide it and to wear, I wore hats at college. And Do guys get offered wigs? I, at the time, you know, I can't remember. Nowadays, I'm sure, definitely. Mm. Um, back then, I can't remember. 
I remember being offered different types of hats that uh, kind of were good options back then in terms of the softness of material on the on the skin. So that, because what happens is that your your head gets quite sensitive. So things like that. But I don't remember there being any wigs offered. But in the end, towards towards the end of the treatment, which actually then coincided with the end of the academic year in July, I kind of was so used to it. And my friends, I think, had that by that point got over the shock of this is what's happening and actually just kind of embraced it and as as me, which I think was probably the best bit because I think it was a bit of a shock to a lot of people. How, how did um, you respond? Well, I think a lot of people, and I'd probably be in the same position, which is, not no, not wanting to offend by saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people kind of keep quiet and they keep their distance. And I, I don't think people do it because they don't care. I think it's because they just they don't want to make things worse or upset you. I think so. It was a bit of that. But my close close friends were very supportive, and yeah, the the friendships carried on, and and it was great. And and yeah, then I kind of just got in a really good routine and was able to carry out exams, um, coursework, and that actually came out. Oh, well, actually, with my A levels, I think I got a, I think it was a BCC. So wow. I was really happy with that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's what I needed to uh, go to university. So, wow, yeah. So I was happy with that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough with the added the added structure of having to go into college. Do you feel like that keeping up some of that routine helped you though, or was it just quite stressful? I think it. I think it, it probably did help in a way because it gave me something to focus on and not be so isolated just sitting at home mm. I mean obviously when I was having treatment and then I would go home and then I would have to recover and uh, wasn't very well kind of for that period afterwards like you have to be at home for that because you just can't do anything and so run down um but then it was nice to know that, that that was something to kind of you know I'd go and see friends and I would um kind of feel as normal as possible so yeah that was nice it was helpful despite the, obviously the pressures of A-levels which are tough for any teenager anyway despite having an illness yeah so yeah I think it was beneficial we I'm just sort of aware we're running out of time I was wondering if there's anything else that you wanted to mention quickly only that it kind of only year a few years later after that it was only then when I felt like I needed to talk to someone about it yeah at the the time obviously you get offered from various charities and organizations of you know if you want to talk to someone but I think at the time it, it, it wasn't in the right place so that's why linking in with this charity wasn't until a few years later that I felt like I needed to talk to someone. Yeah, I was. Yeah, um, it was the same. Um, and and that comes through just it being the right time, being ready, and wanting to, and feeling like perhaps there's been things that have affected you. Um, and I, I think certainly with me, it was, I think things then just became too much, and it was all linked to having these built up feelings and thoughts and. Then yeah. being ready to suddenly talk about it. Them. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. And then the only thing from after that, I guess, is that, um, I mean, I've been a nurse now for six years. So, um, and I'm very happy with what I'm with my lifestyle and routine. So, um, I've actually kind of, despite everything, come off quite well. Yeah. From it all. Mental health nurse, aren't you? Yeah. So, I work with, um, I work in CAM, so I work with young people with mental health uh, issues who are in hospital. So, and at the moment, specifically eating disorders, so very specific at the moment. Oh wow! Yeah, and I really enjoy it. So, it's great. Um, 
Okay. Well, we have run out of time, but thank okay. you so much. Um, <laughs> no problem. I don't know how you're going to edit it or anything, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we will. We will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, great. Thank you so much. Uh, no problem. Thanks, Maddie.